How does a recent toothache I had relate to politics? You're going to have to stick around to find out on today's Random Thoughts. Welcome to episode number 248 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That is R-A-N-D-U-M-B Thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill. And sorry I missed a week there. And this show is going to talk a little bit about that in the form of misdirection. Because I had a sinus infection that... I believed was a tooth infection, a tooth issue causing the pain that was happening in my ear. And this has been going on now for about a year. People that have been following this show, you've heard the stories about me getting the root canal last year in September. And then the dentist, who wasn't very good, then saying, oh, you just have a small cavity on one of the teeth right above it, which would be the tooth in the furthest back on the left side of my face, which I think is number 15, if I'm not mistaken. And they did a cavity, you know, they drilled, they put the little filling in and that dentist was like, well, you're probably going to need a root canal. Things are pretty bad. We should probably just pull that out, which at the time I had a crown that this dentist had put in that was way too big that was causing me to bite the side of my cheek that for whatever reason they could not trim down that that dentist tried to even trim some of this tooth on the top in order to keep me from biting my cheek and after that I had sensitivity to cold so anything even remotely cold I could feel on that tooth and it had gotten slowly but progressively worse, even though when I had it checked, I mean, I guess I should have realized this maybe a little bit earlier because when it was checked at the dentist, they're like, well, no, I don't see any infection in that tooth, which it would probably have to be infected for you to have pain in that tooth. But the pain got worse and it went into my ear And I was assuming at this point, well, this is finally infected. Something went bad with this tooth that they've been saying, you're probably going to need a root canal on. Felt like somebody was sticking an ice pick into my ear. This was last week on Wednesday. Got to the dentist on Thursday. He did the x-rays, new dentist, much better than the old dentist, I believe. And said, no, don't see anything but just in case, I'll give you amoxicillin. And I'm like, well, this works because the next step otherwise would have been to go to the normal doctor with what would be an infection that wasn't a tooth infection, but more of a sinus kind of an ear infection thing where you'd probably get amoxicillin. So I took the amoxicillin Thursday night, still lots of pain. Friday night, still lots of pain. They said it could take 48 hours or so for things to 
start getting a foothold with the antibiotics. And sure enough, the pain subsided. And the biggest oddity for me was then the whole top of my mouth. So both where the sinuses come into with the teeth are the top teeth in the back. And once I was on a couple of days of the antibiotic, all of a sudden the pain in the ear was gone. The tooth pain was gone. But what I then had were the back two and pretty much felt like the whole top level of my teeth. So all the upper teeth, the gums were all just very, very sore for about a day or two. Now that has finally calmed down. But the most surprising thing to me was that the sensitivity to cold, which everybody, myself, the dentist, everybody that had looked at it was like, well, yeah, it's probably just the cavity was a little too close to the nerve. So it may just be sensitive to cold. The sensitivity to cold is now gone. I found that out just uh, randomly and then have confirmed it by going colder and colder. And no, the pain now with cold things on that tooth now gone. Where before even slightly cold, I'd feel it was not fun. And I noticed even just, you know, having a uh, having a spit, if you will, after brushing my teeth, I could feel it in that tooth that is now gone. So this all appears to be from a sinus infection and i'm telling you this for two reasons one would be to let you know that sometimes what feels like one issue may be another so keep an open mind and get a good doctor and find a good dentist and the other is it really seems to overlap with everything that's going on in the world because if you look into the media, misdirection is a really big thing. You know, misdirection in this case was, wow, I'm pretty sure I have an infected tooth causing this issue, which was tooth pain, which then went into the ear. And I've had that exact sensation with a tooth that did need a root canal. But in this case, that wasn't what was causing it. So it's very easy. For people to jump to conclusions. And I was kind of doing this whole show in my head last week on Thursday, Friday night when I couldn't sleep because it felt like somebody was sticking an ice pick into my ear. And it's like, just wow, it's kind of think about this. How many things appear to be one thing, but then end up totally being something else? We've had a lot of stories with COVID vaccines. And while I do believe they're dangerous, I also brought you a story here with the fact that the United States excess deaths way above what they're getting in other countries that also had vaccines. So why? It's very easy to jump to the easiest thing, whether it's that, oh, it has to be a root canal tooth to no, it must be the vaccines. You always need more data. This is why you need proof with the climate change. Same thing. It's very easy to be, well, man's putting more carbon into the atmosphere and this is what's happening, but you are not proving 
causality. You are not proving that the one thing is causing the other. And again, it's very easy to do this because everybody wants to believe that they've got it figured out. I'm one of those people. I like to get things figured out. And if you look for a pattern and you find one, you still need to make sure that pattern can be proven, that you can reproduce it. That's one thing people that work with computer software hate. It's that bug that you can't reproduce. It seems to happen randomly at random times. Now, it's one thing if the program crashes every time you hit the X key, because then you know, well, yeah, you hit the X key, it's going to crash. You can figure out why. But a lot of times you don't know the factors that are causing things to go bad. And you really do need to make sure that you have enough data that you are not incorrectly attributing whatever's going on to something when it may be something totally else. Whether it's a tooth or whether it's anything going on in the world, there's a reason why magicians rely so heavily on misdirection. I mean, I hope this isn't a spoiler for anybody, but magic's not real. Almost all magic tricks rely on the fact that you can be distracted. And while you're looking somewhere else, that's where the magic is happening. That's why most magicians have very attractive assistants, because the guys are like, whoa. And you totally miss when the rabbit gets pulled out of the hat or whatever. So this is why you have to look very carefully. You have to pay attention. You can't be lulled into a sense of security. And you have to do the homework and you have to look under every last rock to try to get to the solution. It was very easy for me to go, hey, yeah, that tooth. They told me it was probably going to need a root canal. Now it's hurting. It just makes sense that that's why it's hurting because it's going to need the root canal. It finally got infected, but that was absolutely not it. Glenn Beck, I will give him credit. When I started listening to him, not even sure how many years ago now, are we going back 20 years or so? He was one of the first ones that was always like, watch the other hand. When a big news story drops on the same day that you know something bad for the other side is happening, whichever the other side may be at the time, and another big news story takes precedence, is that coincidental? Maybe, but probably not in today's world. In today's world, everything seems to be planned down to a very precise level, which is why it was interesting on Yahoo News. A article just popped up. The Red Airwaves, America's conservative talk radio saturation. It's like, why are we talking about talk radio again? I remember when Rush Limbaugh was around, that was the big deal. And when Rush Limbaugh was around, the talk radio audience, I believe, was quite a bit larger than it is today. And nobody has come out with the same type of audience that Rush Limbaugh had. And the reality today is we don't need the airwaves. 
Anybody with the microphone can do what I'm doing and do their own podcast. And many people do. You don't need the airwaves. We have the internet, which means I don't have the barrier now where I can only talk to people in my general area. No, it's the internet. I can speak to people all the way around the world and not have to worry about how much of a transmitter I have, what kind of reach I'm going to have. This article on Yahoo News talks about a guy named Katz, Jeff Katz, who I guess is the latest boogeyman for a lot of these folks. And the interesting way that this story is told tells you everything about who's bringing the story to you. In this case, it's a guy named Michael Mathis, who is no question after reading like three paragraphs, a total liberal buys into everything, doesn't question it. If it comes out of Joe Biden's mouth or you cringe Jean Pierre's mouth, he says things like quoting, Katz leans into the radio microphone and delivers a rather less cozy message to his conservative audience. Joe Biden and the Democrats are corrupt villains destroying America. I don't like him, Katz tells his news radio WRVA audience from his home studio in central Virginia, referring to the 80-year-old president. I think he brought a gang of grifters into the White House. He's a bad guy. End quote. Katz is a veteran foot soldier in an airwaves army, saturating talk radio with thousands of usually unscripted, occasionally unhinged shows, often featuring long debunked conspiracy theories. Over the years, conservative talk radio's mixture of multimedia superstars and fringe hosts have fed millions of voters with misinformation about Barack Obama, school shootings, vaccine and election fraud along the way they've galvanized the radically right-wing politics that brought america donald trump end quote so you see where the yahoo news is going with this particular story anybody that believes anything on the right anybody that dares to believe donald trump are buying into misinformation they're being lied to I mean, I don't know what misinformation about Barack Obama was passed along or about school shootings or about vaccines and election fraud. The reality is vaccines have harmed a lot of people. The proof seems to be there now. With the election fraud, the proof also seems to be there that there were plenty of inconsistencies and we still have Hillary Clinton telling us that Vladimir Putin and the Russians interfered with the 2016 election that she really believes she won. That sounds like an election denier. But see, when a Democrat does it, it's okay and it's fine and it's perfect. When Donald Trump does it, it's a danger to democracy. This is the kind of misdirection that the media uses to keep you and me and everybody else from getting to the heart of a story and getting to the reality of a story. Anybody that thinks elections don't have any fraud, I've got a bridge to sell you in San Francisco, although there's probably a lot of people shooting up heroin on it right now. 
the school shootings, the fact that you want to talk about mass shootings in this country, but you don't want to talk about the demographics of the people involved in most of the mass shootings. If they happen in Chicago, which they do on a nearly weekly basis, when it turns out to be a black shooter and black victims, then we don't put it on the news. We don't talk about it. One white person goes into a school, which mentally ill, no question about it. It is all over the news and it's nothing but that on the news. Again, it's misdirection. It's only showing you the certain things that they want you to see and the only the things that they want you to hear. This article also says on the Sean Hannity show, the most listened to radio broadcast in America with a weekly audience topping 16 million people across 600 stations, which is very impressive at this point. Rush Limbaugh had over 30 million, though, just to show you. Hannity is now top of the heap, and he is getting about half the audience that the late, great Rush Limbaugh did. But on the Sean Hannity show, it says the 2020 elections were falsely referred to as fraudulent, rigged, or stolen in 35 out of 45 episodes, according to MIT transcripts studied by the New York Times in 2021. Well, again, people have the right in this country to believe what they want to believe. And when you say it's falsely, referred to as fraudulent, rigged, or stolen, you're making a lot of assumptions there. And that's not what news is supposed to do. If you're going to report a story, you can say that the Sean Hannity program claimed the election was fraudulent, rigged, or stolen, something that has yet to be proven or anything. But they speak about it. They write about it. Like it is something that cannot be questioned, much like the climate change stuff now, much like the global warming, climate change, whatever you want to call it. It was global cooling. Just back in the 1970s, it was global cooling. But this is the nefarious part of all this kind of stuff, because they speak about things like, nope, there's no way it wasn't fraudulent or rigged or stolen at all. But Hillary Clinton, again tells us that the 2016 election was fraudulent, rigged, and stolen, and that Vladimir Putin helped Donald Trump win because he really didn't want Hillary in the White House. And I think Hillary believes this because I think she is mentally insane. The funny part is Hillary says that Putin is doing all of this stuff to get Donald Trump elected but then nobody, nobody in the media that she spews this garbage to has the intelligence to go, well, then can you explain something to me, Ms. Clinton? Why did Vladimir Putin wait until a Democrat was in power? Donald Trump was long gone to go into and attack Ukraine. If he really wanted Donald Trump in office, why did he want him in office so he could be held in check? So he couldn't go into Ukraine? Is that why, Miss Clinton? No. That makes zero sense. But that, again, is what the media gives you. It doesn't have to make sense because nobody's asking the hard questions. And it's easy to lie to somebody. It's easy to tell the big lie when nobody is questioning what you're saying. 
Hillary Clinton is in the news. This from a real clear politics article saying, quote, there needs to be a formal deprogramming, end quote, of Trump supporters. Now, if that doesn't scare you, I don't know what should. Can you imagine if Donald Trump said that about anybody that voted for Joe Biden needs to be formally deprogrammed? They need to be thrown into a camp. They need to be deprogrammed. They need to have the car battery hooked up to their whatevers. No, he would be a horrible person. But Hillary Clinton says it and the news media goes, "Mm, yes, Hillary, that's a very interesting idea. This happened on a CNN interview with Christine Amanpour and Hillary where Hillary called for the systematic deprogramming of Donald Trump's MAGA cult members. Clinton acknowledged that the former president will likely be the presidential candidate for the Republican Party. She said Trump's, quote, negative, nasty form of politics, end quote, resonates with his supporter because they may not like immigrants. They are homophobic, racist, and misogynistic. And, uh, I mean, that's, again, taking a little bit of liberty, is it not? And does Hillary Clinton really believe that the negative, nasty form of politics is only happening on the right? Does she think that it was started on the right? Is she missing everything that her party puts out, including the socialists and communists who are openly in the Democrat Party, and none of these people have ever come out. Do you ever hear Hillary Clinton say, you know, I don't like these socialists. I don't like these communists that have taken over my party. No, never, never once. Because the Democrats are in lockstep. They always are, which is one thing you can say they do well, but it's also very dangerous when the extremists start getting into the party A lot of people listening to this, I believe, would say that they are on the conservative side that would lean more towards the Donald Trump side. And this is how the other side views you, misogynistic, homophobic, racist, and does uh, does not like migrants. You can't stand up and say, well, I like migrants, but I don't like illegal immigration because the country does not have the resources as we are seeing in places like New York and Chicago and LA, all of these places that wanted to be sanctuary cities. But then when they get 20 people show up on a bus, go, Oh oh, oh, no, we can't take care of that many people. They don't want to admit that you don't have to be racist to say, we can't take this many people in. And it's very simple. Just like with the global warming slash climate change thing, When nobody wants to talk about the sun and I say light up a old incandescent light bulb or even better, light up one of the halogen bulbs if you have them. They get really, 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 really hot and take somebody's hand or their face and just keep moving it closer and go, do you see what's happening here? You see how it's getting hotter? Do you feel that? Sooner or later, they'll admit to that. Same thing with the illegal migration and understanding the resources. If you go, well, how many people do you have living in your house? A lot of times it's only two, but maybe it's two mother, father. Maybe it's a couple of kids. Well, we're going to put an extra 10 people in your household and you're going to take care of them from now on. Is that cool? 
Most people be like, no, can't do it. Can't afford it. Living to paycheck to paycheck already. Thanks to Bidenomics. Well, that's what they're asking the country to do. When you say open up the borders, let everybody in, and then we have to foot the bill for them. Even if it's a temporary thing until they can get on their feet, you have to foot the bill for them. You got to find them places to live. Somebody's got to feed them. Well, that's the problem. The resources are not there. And it's very easy to explain to people in that way. Well, okay, how many people are in your house? Two? Well, I'm going to give you 10 extra people. How many people are in your house? Four? Well, I'm going to give you 20 extra people. And you can take care of that, right? Well, no, nobody in their right mind would think that makes sense. But that's what the Democrats are trying to get you to believe. And Hillary Clinton says, if you don't believe that, well, then you're anti-immigrant. You're a homophobe. You're a racist. You're misogynistic. She says, quote, it's a classic tale of an authoritarian populist who really has a grip on the emotional, psychological needs and desires of a portion of the populace, end quote. She's given Donald Trump a whole lot of credit here. I thought he was just a buffoon who was only out for himself. No, see, he's a criminal mastermind again, who has a grip on the emotional, psychological needs of the country. They did the same thing to George W. Bush, whether you like him or not. He went from being a buffoon to an evil mastermind. That's what the Democrats do. It's right in their playbook. It's all that they have. Hillary continues on saying, quote, and the base of the Republican Party, for whatever combination of reasons, and its emotional and psychological sees in him someone who speaks for them. And they are determined that they will continue to vote for him, attend his rallies, wear his merchandise, because for whatever reason, he and his very negative, nasty form of politics resonates with them, end quote. Well, it has nothing to do with not liking migrants. It has something to do with wanting the country to succeed, Miss Clinton. Something that you obviously do not want to happen. Something that you do not want to see happen. What is negative and nasty about Donald Trump's politics that isn't getting the same from the other side. And Donald Trump was not that negative, nasty guy until he was hit over and over again with lie after lie from the other side, with impeachment after impeachment, with Russian collusion. Do we have to remind everybody that the Russian collusion was tracked back to the law firm? that the Hillary Clinton campaign was employing, that it was a dossier that was forged, made up, not real, paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign. But then she wants to come out and tell you that it's Donald Trump in his negative, nasty form of politics. What a hypocrite. But she knows she's a hypocrite. She is the evil hypocrite. There's no question about it. She's doing the thing in order to fool you, in order for the misdirection, for all the people that are going to listen to Hillary and are going to believe her, all the people on MSNBC, all the people on CNN that hear, oh, oh yeah, whatever you say about Donald Trump, we'll believe it. Oh, whatever you say must be true because nobody's going to question you, Hillary. This is why you have to know how the world works. 
and you have to be willing to admit that you don't know everything and have to continue looking for the truth, looking for the information, looking for the data. Do not allow yourself to fall for the, well, this seems like what I want to hear, so I'm going to go with it because, wow, yes, it is this. Always do more research. Always keep looking. Always keep digging. It is the only way to get to the truth in a wide variety of matters. And before my voice totally blows out, I'm going to suggest that that is why you are listening to the Random Thoughts podcast, which is a value for value podcast, which you get to decide it's not behind a paywall. You decide what kind of value that you've received from listening to it. Is it a coffee's worth? Is it a pizza's worth? Is it a vinyl record? Is it a Mercedes Benz? It's all up to you. You get to put a value on that. And then you can go over to random thoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com slash donate. You can use the donate button for a one-time or monthly donation through PayPal. You can use the QR codes or wallet addresses for a crypto donation. You can use a P.O. box if you want to go the snail mail route. And if you're in the podcasting 2.0 ecosystem, you can go to newpodcastapps.com. You can stream us some Satoshis. You can send us a Boostagram. And if you're on Patreon, you can also go to Random Thoughts over there. All different ways to get value back to us. And we appreciate each and every one of them. Have a few people to thank for today's show, including our buddy, Sir Truck Driver, who came in with 565 and 3333 Satoshis. That's very much appreciated. Tim Hezel coming in with $5, as is Brian Janak, both coming over from Patreon. Sir Brian with an I, who came in with 5,000 Satoshis, who says, Hey, Darren, I only learned today that you have a show besides the No Agenda Rock and Roll pre-show. Loved it. You've got a new subscriber. Well, thank you. That's the way we do this. One new subscriber at a time. We may be growing slowly, but growing is what you want to do. One day, maybe we'll have those 30 million people that Rush used to have. Now that Sean Hannity's only got 16, there's a lot of people out there looking for content. No question about it. But thank you, Sir Brian, with an eye. And then the people that were streaming some Satoshis while listening, Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley, Eric PP, Dale Jr., all very much appreciated. Everybody who has helped support the show financially to keep the microphone sounding good and the web servers going and everybody that gives me their time to listen to these shows. I know, as I just said, a lot of different things you can be listening to. I appreciate that you're listening to this show. Hopefully by next week, the voice will be back 100%. I've been taking the 12-hour Mucinex now for like a week straight, and all the sinuses keep draining. There's still, I don't even know how there can even be more, but every now and then the throat goes, ah, I'm getting done. I don't want to talk anymore. And for me, I'm not used to that. I like to talk 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it is a blessing and an honor that you all are listening to this show. If you can, tell a friend about the show. If you can, leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. And if you can help support the show financially, that is always appreciated. With all that said, I will be back next week with another edition of the Random Thoughts Podcast. Until then, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening. 